Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping chapter two of the book of Boba Fett in full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen that episode, I would get out now. Um, I also want to I like I just I want to talk to you, the audience, for a second before we do anything else. I just want to I just want to thank you guys, because last week we put out the call We, you know, Spotify has ratings now. And and it was kind of like a, a last minute thing that we recommended you guys to do. And you guys came in clutch with a lot of them. So I did want to give you a big thank you. And if you haven't done that yet, it's not too late. Uh, we'd love to see some more flow in this week. So I uh, really do appreciate that. And also, like, uh, I showed Tommy this this week. But, like, we've, we were kind of stuck in a rut since, like, WandaVision. And it's not a bad thing. Like, I'm not complaining. Like, uh, our listenership is really great. Uh, like, we have some really, like, loyal fans that I, uh, that I really, really appreciate. Um, but, like, for the longest time, it was, like, WandaVision. All of our WandaVision episodes were, like, the most listened to shows, right? Like, everybody loved WandaVision. Everyone was listening to that. And then everyone laughed, right? Um, but... Our numbers are back to WandaVision numbers. And again, I just want to thank you guys. And I'm really happy and proud of the Stark Warriors out there. So I uh, just wanted to give us a shout out to you guys first before we went into this. Um, and uh, look, here's here's my favorite twin. It's Tommy Pizzullo. Tommy, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I will say that after last week, you you gave me this like frog lizard type thing. It went on my nose. And I've been, I've been out searching for this branch. This entire time, Michael, I, I have this branch for you. What do I do with it? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I can't wait to get into that because, uh, <laughs> like, I, I maybe I should have seen where that was going, but I did not know where that was going. All right, cool. No you gotta stay. Good job, bro. <laughs> uh, and look, we have a guest today. Super excited about it. Um, this is a guy that I, I listen to every single week. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts. He's from the uh, well, formerly the Age Narrative podcast, but now the Kyber Culture podcast. Love the name change, by the way. Uh, you, it's Joe. You. Joe, how are you, man? What up? What up? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, man. I'm hyped yeah. to be here. I also well, love I also love your guys' name, Stark Wars, and I love the art, the combination of the Mandalorian and you know the Iron Man helmet is solid. I also love the intro music. It's great. Cool. Like, appreciate appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Joe, I want to give you the chance. Uh, like this is your first time here, so uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about you and uh, I don't know, maybe about uh, your podcast too. Uh, okay. Well, for me, uh, I guess my real job, I work in a hospital. I do, um, pretty much do like finance stuff over there. Um, and, uh, pretty much the way I got the podcast started is like one of my buddies, he was a old roommate of mine. It was kind of like a quarantine activity, but, um, he, and then one of my other, my other co-hosts who lives in Seattle, we always get together on like just FaceTime or like chat on discord or you know, just in chat rooms, just, you know, tossing back drinks and just talking nerdy stuff like Star Wars and Marvel. Um, so that's how the age narrative came up. And then as a we've been doing it for a year now. And then I was just thinking in my head, I was like, OK, we've been doing this for a while. For the most part, we talk Star Wars. So I was like, OK, I let's do a name change and something that sounds a little more Star Wars. So I was just like, hey, what about the Kyber culture? You know, so and Kyber is like, uh, you know, you guys know what Kyber is, but I feel like it for it just sounds it's a cool word you know so i was like kyber and just talking pop culture in general it's awesome so yeah yeah we'll have to talk about it because look uh, you guys you like all the stuff that i love is what you talk about and i that like uh every time you ever buy i'm like this is already the stuff i've been watching like i appreciate it. even when you <laughs> stray away from like uh star wars and marvel love it uh i will have to talk about the world of warcraft thing i'm not quite there yet but we'll, we'll see how and it's also interesting uh this is nothing to do with Boba Fett, but um i I'm clicking back now here. Uh, okay, well, we're coming up on a one-year anniversary too, Tommy. Oh, congratulations, you guys! What, what anniversary is that? Is that paper? Do I need to get you a piece of paper? What? What do you mean? <laughs> like you know, when it's someone's anniversary, they like it's like the uh, wood anniversary, uh, and you yeah. have to give them a gift that's wooden. What that's anniversary right. is the first one? Oh, we gotta know. Yeah, this yeah, paper. we'll have to do some gifts. No, but that's on the fifteenth. So uh, yeah, there. Uh, I guess we get started around the same time, Joe. Um, nice. But, uh, Tommy, I want to bounce to you real quick. I want to get like your initial reactions of chapter two here. What do you think? I thought it, it feels like we're still getting up the hill. I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed the first two. I think for me, it's it's a slow burn so far. The pace has been kind of slower. I, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing either. I kind of like that we're not going too aggressive and we're learning a lot about the, the backstory of, of how he got out of the pit. And we're learning, you know, little bits of the future. 
for me, I almost could have had these separate and just have it all be pre stuff and then get into the post after because it's like little teasers. Like we get like the mayor. It's like, oh, maybe the mayor's around. That's it. And then it's just like, all right, now's the time to get back into the into the pre stuff. So for me, I'm a little like, I know they'll land it. I have faith that they're gonna land this this this. You know, if we're talking about this like a roller coaster, this first uh, uh, leap off the roller coaster, the first hill. Uh, I just haven't. I don't know where it's going yet. Obviously, the mayor is a big thing. That's the stuff I'm more hooked into than the the Tuscan Raiders stuff. But uh, some good stuff all around. I thought. Yeah, and here's the thing, um, like, I really do like the Tusken Raider stuff, but I feel like when you juxtapose that next to, like, the other story, it's it feels a little weaker to me, and I think my big thing is with the time, like, because when we saw Boba Fett in The Mandalorian, right, he had his little, uh, he, had, he had his weapon, he had the robes, like, you like you know exactly what happened to him, you know, like, he got out of the Starlight Pit, he, and then he hung out with Tuscan Raiders, right? Like we, we like, so this storyline is like stuff that we had already assumed, right? We're getting like more like specific stories around it, which is cool. But like, it feels like we're just kind of going through the motions of like, okay, like we know, we, we know the big points here. We know he got out, we know who he's with and we know who he's going to meet. And like, for me, I don't know. It's, it is a little bit weaker for me. With that being said, I think this is way better. I think we actually have a plot now, which was my problem with the first episode. Um, Joe, what about you? What are your initial reactions here? I just thought this was an insane improvement from the first one because the first one, I think one of the things that bugged me the most was how short it was. And it tried juggling these two. Like, like I really didn't care for the flashbacks in the first episode. I was like, can we like wrap this up by episode two? You know, and um, I feel like it was it was too short and it tried jumping between past and present too much. So I think my initial reaction from this is I think it was actually a good choice to stay in the in the past for the most part for this and i mean the the western vibes from this i i love it like robbing a train it's so cool um but yeah no it, it, it was awesome and i'm i'm excited for the future um yeah yeah very reminiscent of the solo train heist as well um which i i really liked and i actually i kind of i think this one was better I, like it like, again yeah. like this stuff is like super cool like I, like no complaints um I just wonder, like, again, we know where we we know we know the story points here. Um, what's most fascinating, and and again, Tommy, you mentioned it, the mayor. Um, we'll talk about like the other big characters we met this episode, but like, uh, the those are like way cooler people that I want to like Tuscan, right? Like they're like, all right, we get it, you know, you're like. And also, but they're also like humanizing the Tuscan Raiders as well, which I kind of appreciate. Um, but Michael, didn't we do that in Mandalorian? The plot, you know, like didn't wasn't that a whole thing in season two of Mandalorian where it's like, oh man, we can talk to them, we can come up with a, uh, an alliance with them, and we're just getting it again. But this, this time is going both... deeper. This is yeah, going I deeper. Hear you, know? I hear you. you know, yeah. But I do. I have a quick question though. Um, what what's the what's the race of the of the mayor? Oh, uh, I have no idea. That's something I should have looked up. Um, what, what, whatever he is, uh, I think Tommy, are you on that? <laughs> Let's Google that. Um, but I what like I do, a foreign or something like that. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Well, what I like because I think we we saw this most recently in the Bad Batch. Um, but uh, for, from I think it was like Sid's little companion or whatever. He was one of these guys, and he has like mm -hmm. that voice translator thing. I yeah. think that's like the coolest thing ever. Like, like that is like the coolest thing. He is an Athorian. Athorian, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. No, I I thought the translator was the coolest thing too, just because um, I've played like a bunch of Star Wars games where there are Athorians in it, and um, there was no English translator, but the voice is actually uh, I I believe it's Robert Rodriguez, the the director of the first episode. Yep. Yeah, and actually, pretty dope. He, yeah, he he also played the Trandoshan in the first episode. So, like, I wonder if is he gonna be like a different character in each episode? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, um, no, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we'll dive in. We'll dive into the episode here. Um, and we open with Finnick leading this assassin back to Jabba's house. By the way, like, get a speeder, okay? Like, that was a long walk to Jabba. Like, did you see this? Like, she walked to Jabba's palace. Like, through. Okay, I mean, like. She didn't even have a black melon. <laughs> All right, I'm nitpicking already. <laughs> I just like they had this wide shot, and she's like a little speck on the screen, like walking up to it. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's like, but didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like five football <laughs> fields, but. <laughs> Do you think Michael? They should have got like those, uh, 
like walkers that you see at airports when it's like a really long walk to like the ones that like help you the sidewalks move with you so yeah. they've got that yeah, yeah like double conveyor uh like forward escalator type things yeah that's all we needed. Um, and how long is the distance actually between Mont Espa and Java's Valley? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, even if you see like part, like if there's like a parking lot like further away or something, it's still like a long walk. Yeah, okay. I like yeah, to think definitely. she got an Uber up to the she got an Uber up to the door, <laughs> and then she got out, and then <laughs> that's when the episode starts right after the space Uber. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um but yeah so we uh we get we get the scene where boba and fennec are questioning this assassin and uh yeah i don't know any, anything in the stand out like i guess the big thing for me was the fact that um i was watching with subtitles and when he said he was speaking hadiz i was like oh no like so even when he said that he was working with the mayor i was like something else is going on here why is this guy speaking hadiz like uh uh he was sus for sure um but yeah, they also like uh, they 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 do the rancor scare here. They <laughs> like uh, uh, Joe. Did you think? Did you think there was a chance that they had like another rancor down there? I definitely fell for it. I was like, no way, they got another one. <laughs> you know, just because like in the Bad Batch, we got probably in the Bad Batch that rancor is probably the one that dies in Return of the Jedi. But just because we saw that one so recently, I was just like, maybe there's a chance here that there's another rancor. But I love the scare tactic. It he fell for it. What a fool. Yeah. I, I will say we got an updated like switch though, right? Like this, it's not when the Jabba did it, it was like smashing the the console or whatever, and it like happened and it was like a button. This it was like a button underneath like this new Rancor uh statuette on the arm. I, I liked it. It was very I was fancy, but like if you don't have a Rancor, why do you have this new new addition? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. It was like a new lever. Yeah, it's a new fancy lever. But uh, there you go. I, yeah. I like this opening stuff. Like I think again, it's just doubling down that like nobody's really taking both. Like even though they're trying to assassinate him, they're still not really taking both seriously. Like this assassin really didn't seem that uh, shaken by by him before uh, the Rancor pit. But even then, he didn't really give him the real information. Right? That's what we took away. That it was like. Oh, ruse! Even then, can he do it? Can Boba is Boba an efficient crime lord? <laughs> well, we we talked a lot about this. Uh, Joe, I want to get your opinion here. We talked about this in the first episode. Um, the fact that uh, Boba is a self-proclaimed crime lord, right? Like he hasn't actually done any crimes yet. Um, but yeah, what's your take on how he's ruling with respect? I don't know. I think he's just uh, he's learning something from. I mean, I bet this will be expanded on with more flashbacks, but. I learned something about honor with or he's learning it with the Tuscan Raiders. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he's blowing it right now for sure. <laughs> like trying to rule with respect, but like he, he can barely like, like stand up against people. It's like after just a, a trip to Moss Espa, he's, he's like, Oh fuck, I need to go back in the back to take. <laughs> that's okay. That's the other oh, thing. Man. Um, like do we, does he have to get in the back to take every time there's a flashback? Like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, can he just get some like regular sleep you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so um but yeah so let's talk about some more of his uh like everything's like kind of crumbling around him in this episode like he's kind of like pissed everybody off it seems like so he's gonna go visit the mayor i really like this i, I like again we see like uh the mayor's like right hand man like he's a lot of like i think he's awesome he's just the best um and uh yeah the way like boba just he comes in here barges right in and uh, yeah, Tommy, what do you think about all this? Yeah, I love this. Is probably the stuff I'm most hyped hyped on is the mayor stuff. Um, I don't know if it makes it more scary, or for me, it makes it more scary. I guess I should say uh, uh, that like he does have the, like the uh, that he's not like speaking. We're not really like seeing that the mouth moves a little bit, but then we hear this like sass come out of the translator. Like that's it's so good. It makes the mayor way more intimidating than like I've ever been of this species before. Like. They, they've never terrified me when I've seen them in other Clone Wars type things uh, and Star Wars type things. But yeah, I, I think like it's just the fact that they don't really see Boba as a threat. I think that's what's so fun about their interactions with both the mayor and the, the right-hand man is like they just don't really care about them. <laughs> that's like nice to see. Yeah, no, and just to add on everything you said, it's like um... Like, like when he tries to walk away, like you can tell there's 
they're still like talking down to him. He's like, Hey, before you leave, like, let me give you a piece of advice. It's like, Oh no, <laughs> they're really clowning him, dude. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's like Jabba had like a, a full party of uh, of people. And, and what I, one line I really liked is when uh, uh, the the Twilight calls calls him his litter, which I thought was like his litter of like creatures, basically. Which I, wow. I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but that, but again, that's like these are like four people, right? And like when we see Jabba's palace, he's got like he's like throwing parties. He's got like like scum and villainy and bounty hunters and every corner of his like like so many people are like supporting him boba does not have any of this and like i guess like from like experience they're like compared to what we have dealt with you are nothing dude we are not worried about you at all well and like for me maybe i don't know does it like undermine boba a little bit of like when we first saw him in the og original series like he's such a a badass like he is and it's like the more we learn like it's like the fact that everyone's like poo-pooing him on in the series and always like Man, did anyone even know he was a bounty hunter? Was he even like a threatening bounty hunter? I know it's been many years uh, between uh, you know Jabba and all that went down with him and and into now, but there is a part of it's like they're really like pushing how important, like how I guess we can still see that Boba's effective, right? When he's battling, he's really good at what he does. But I just want I want him to get that respect because I feel like he already earns it. And I feel like the series is like, no, 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 he's gonna earn it in the series. But yeah. And I feel like um like we haven't seen him do battle like we did in, in season two of The Mandalorian yet, you know? Um but we'll see. I mean, we kind of got well, we'll probably get to this the next the bar scene, but, but yeah, no, I'm looking for the savagery from that episode of Mandalorian, you know? And um, yeah. <laughs> What what I do appreciate about like this part of his character is like he is at rock bottom at this point, right? And like it seems like everything everyone and everything is against him. And I feel like there's a lot of room for him to like how he's gonna overcome this, which I think he obviously will, and it's gonna be awesome. Uh so I do appreciate that. But yeah, let's go to Garza's sanctuary. That's where the mayor sends him. Um and yeah, this is where uh we find out about the twins. Oh my god, the twins. The sanctuary is going to be a big deal. I, I can feel it. This lady, she's got more power than we, we know. Because, um, like, the fact we had to go here for two seconds just for her to be like, hey, wait, look at the twins. They're more important than what's going on here. Um, I think she's masterminding some stuff. But I love the twins, Michael. Tell us more about them. I, the, the, like, I was just flabbergasted, man. Like, I, I, uh, have we seen? I don't think we've seen live action. Uh, I don't. What's that again? That's not knowing creature names. Uh, I don't. Uh, we haven't. Oh, huts. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Huts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I think these are new to the series. Um, yeah. I don't think they've been in Clone Wars. I thought there was. Uh, who's that one hut that was in the Clone Wars? His name started with a Z. Zero. The I think. Uncle. Yeah. Uncle yeah. Zero. Yeah. I. I thought that might have been him. I was like, that's the only other one. But I think these are new to the series, so we'll see yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, and listen, that's how they do it. The parade, Boba had it all wrong. Look at them; they come with the whole crew. They got their like, man, drums the beating. Really what, oh yeah, the drums are so scary. And here, here is a question that I had, and uh, Michael, I saw you tweet this out earlier, but I'm unfamiliar with the Wookie that they're with. Okay, yes. So uh, we also get. Um, I'm gonna book because I've I've read all of his comics, which. Um, Oh, like, very cool. again tommy like as a guy who doesn't read marvel comics to like relate to somebody that i see on screen as a comic book character i'm like yes finally i know what's going on um i but the character the the name pronunciation is going to kill me it's black car santan i think um uh never said that out loud until now but uh he is like he is a he is a wookie and like he he has like um He's like the antithesis of Chewbacca, right? Chewbacca is like friendly and helpful, um, but he also has like a bit of savagery to him. Um, and I'll call him Santi. They also, that's his nickname in the comics as well. Um, but uh, Santi is like, he's like, he's like, just like the, when, like in Solo, when Han Solo says that um, Chewbacca could rip off an arm, that is all, that is his entire personality. Like he is just a killing machine, like so much so that every other Wookiee like disavows him. They don't like him. Um, so I don't know how he got here though. Um, I, I kind of forget he was with, uh, Dr. Afra, and now 
I like there, there's some connected, there's some more story to tell here. But look, all I want to say is I cannot wait to see him fight Boba Fett. That is going to be so cool. And one other thing I want to uh, piggyback on um, that I didn't, we didn't mention this in the first episode, but the Trandoshan brought Wookiee fur. And um, I, I, I later found out that um, there's like a, uh, a rivalry. Apparently, uh, Kashyyyk and the Trandoshan planet are right next to each other. And these two races hate each other. Um, which kind of backs up the fact that I think Bosk might show up. And if we get like Bosk versus uh, Santi, I think that would be really cool. All right, I'm just gushing at this point. Uh, Joe, what did you think of him? Are you excited for him? I just I, I just thought he looked cool, really intimidating. And like, you know, because Chewie just has that one little strap over him, you know, but this one, he's, he's got like black fur. He's got like shoulder plates and everything. Just looks super badass. I'm just like, whoa. So I, I definitely can't wait to see him in combat, but. But yeah, no, that's good to know. Everything. Um, my co-host Aaron, uh, he actually is either finished or in the middle of the Doctor Afro comic, so I'll have to see if you recognize who this was. Yes, Tommy. Uh, the, uh, are you excited for this guy? Yeah, he looked cool. He needed like a cigar. He definitely looked like he'd be like smoking a cigar in between uh, uh assassinations. Uh, but no, I mean obviously, right? He's supposed to pique our interest. So everyone wants to know more about him. And uh, there's going to be some big battle. And I, I like that we, again, I, I do as much as I've been down on on the pace and all that. I do like that it's a slow build. I, I like that we didn't get a battle with him in this episode. I like that it's like, it's here. We know, you know, it, that eventually he's going to try to rip some arms off, but not yet. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's good for, it shows the threat of the twins and it shows that they're not uh, gone for now. They're only gone for now. And that's why I say, like, all this, Future stuff, the present stuff is what I'm intrigued by. The Tuscan stuff, like you said, that's where I'm like, I feel like we could have implied a lot of this. But I'm, I'm, I'm strapping in. I'm ready to, to, to hear more uh, about the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. And I, I think, again, I've heard this complaint from a lot of people is like the first episode was missing that baby Yoda moment, right? The thing that like hooked everybody immediately. This was the baby Yoda moment for me between the twins and Santi showing up here. So like uh, perfect cliffhanger, I'd say, because I cannot wait to see that stuff more. Um, but yeah, I guess it's time to talk some more uh, Tuscan Raiders stuff. Um this one is it. I kind of I'm looking at my notes. I, I took I took horrible notes here. I'm trying to figure out exactly where he came in. The first note I have though is about um, the Pike train coming through and killing Sam people. They were like, uh, it's kind of like like uh, the teenagers in like TV shows, like hanging outside the car window with a baseball bat, like knocking down mailboxes. That's kind of what like I was like these little punks are just coming through killing people. Um, yeah, t- <laughs> Joe, what you, what'd you think about all this? It's messed up, man. Like, how, how are they just going to drive by and just light up all these Tuscan Raiders and take out their Banthas? It's it's ridiculous. But, um, and they're crazy shots, too. These, the Pikes, they're, these, this train was like miles and miles away and they're, they're taking down some of the Tuscans and the Banthas. So, I don't know. The, the train is really cool, though. I, I like, we'll get to it, but I, I really want to talk about the train sequence. But, but yeah, that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, what else? Do we, uh, yeah, again, my notes are kind of all over the place. I want to talk about this, um, Tommy. There was like, uh, what, what, is, what's, what's going on with the with the deserts of Tatooine? Because uh, first we get like this lizard monster thing from, or like this four armed like creature, and then they're also like digging for black melons. And there was another creature like chilling in the sand this episode. Like, like how many? Like, is is like the is the sands of Tatooine just full of life? Is that what's going on here? Is like the ocean? Yeah, it's, listen, the sands of Tatooine are just, people are too terrified to go out there. That's Put respect on the Tusken Raiders' names, because they're the only ones that can adapt in this kind of environment. And yeah, there's creatures all over the place. I see it as kind of like, I think an ocean is a really good example of like, you know, you, you travel as much as you can, but there's still dangerous things out there that you just hope that you don't cross paths with. Yeah. Yep. So, um, another, like, I get another really awesome scene here, um, after uh, the Tusken Raiders are killed, Boba sees, like, it was this gang from the first episode that we saw, like, driving through on speeders. And he's like, I'm going to go get me some speeders. Like, <laughs> and we get, like, a genuine bar fight here, which I thought was really cool. Boba just kind of coming in and, and messing people up. Um, yeah. Well, any, any highlights here for you, Joe? Yes. So, for one, the fight was really awesome. But did you, like, there was kind of a little buzz on this on the internet 
Um, there's an insane, really deep cut, a new hope callback in this scene. And I, okay, from, I didn't get to watch episode two until late in the day, but I read this. So I was watching the episode. I was like, okay, where is it? <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, I definitely had to look it up, but these two folks, what, what's her name? Cammy and Fixer, something like that, just hanging out. I, I didn't even know this was Tashi Station. Is this supposed to be Tashi Station? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's That's that's the big thing for me is it's Tashi Station that we, we get to see it, what Lucas talked about. But yeah, Joe, continue. This is I, I read this today as well. Yeah, so these are supposed to be, this is a deleted scene from A New Hope, but Luke Skywalker, Cammy, and Fixer are like Luke's best friends. And um, yeah, deleted scene though. That's insane. And they they cameo in this episode. And the 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 biker gang or the speeder gang or whatever is just kind of toying with them a little bit. But it, that that's insane. It, it was the craziest thing to me. But but we're really really kicked ass here. It was great. Yeah, I I I was the uh, thank you guys for bringing that here. I that completely went over my head. Um, or I, I didn't run across anything like that that told me that. So, uh, Tommy, what do you think about uh, all this? I think it's fun. Like I love these small Easter eggs that like no one would have really noticed this unless they leaked that <laughs> leaked it. Like I don't know because yeah, the names yeah. the names are just in the credits for for the credits, you know. Um, but I, I thought this whole scene was fun, homage to some of uh, the intro to Mandalorian a little bit, like the same kind of opening sil- shot. I thought, um, you know, and again, like I said, seeing the station was cool for me. Um, and I think overall, it was just like it was just a fun scene again, like showing more of his skill, I guess, because again, we don't see much of him fighting. So anytime we can see some of that, even in flashback form, is still nice. Yep, yep. So he gets the speeders, he brings them back to the Dusk of Raiders, and we get like uh like and Tommy, I, I feel like we've touched on this at some point. Um, but like I'm not a fan of like training montages, right? Like uh just like, uh, I don't know, like, I feel like it's rarely like an interesting watch, but I thought this was a really cool sequence too, where they're like, they're training on these speeders and they're like practicing jumping from bike to bike there. Um, yeah, I loved all this. This was cool. Um, I'll say about the, about the, the teaching him how to ride speeders. I thought it was the most hilarious thing when he's like, okay, to move forward, it's just forward to stop its back. And then he's like, you know, like forward, back, forward, back, like riding a bantha. I was like, dude, Tamara Morrison's just having a blast over here. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of fun. Um, Tommy, do you have any any comments on the training scene? No, I thought it was fun, and like, I think something I recently was uh, talking to my roommate about is like, I guess the actor who played Boba was like, when he was getting into it, he really wanted to include a lot of his New Zealand like stuff, and a lot of that is coming through with like the Tusken Raiders stuff, and a lot of this like battles, a lot of them like going through the motion stuff, is coming straight from his like tradition from like where you know that New Zealand. So I think that's cool. Um, if we if that's why we're getting more of this Tusken Raider stuff, then like yeah, give give the actor his ability to showcase that that part of his culture. Um, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I also want to talk about this for a second and, like, the parallels to, like, not just Native American culture, but indigenous people as a whole. Um, I don't know much about Tamara Mor- Morrison's specific background, but uh, I know that he has a lot of, like, uh, uh, claim to stuff like that. So, I, and I think that a lot of that is being shown within the Tuscan Raiders, which I really appreciate. It's almost like uh we're almost it's time to like take back respect for the tuscan raiders because like even in the original trilogy it's like oh they're just like these these like goons that show up and like steal things and um like that's how people treated the native americans but but now that we look at them we see that like they don't ever like like they took down this train because their people are crossing through their land and killing their people right and like if that's not an allegory for for the things that have happened long ago in this country i don't know what is so uh, I really do appreciate all that. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about this ho- the hover train se- sequence here. This whole this whole little breakdown, Joe. I know you're really excited about it too. Um, I-, I will say, I guess my big takeaway is um, we get more pikes, and I really I love the pikes. The pikes are so cool. Uh, mostly showcased in the Clone Wars. I believe we did get a live action one in Solo, um, but uh, these guys are just awesome. I love the they're so cool. Uh, Joe, what do you think about this whole? What do you what do you think about the Pikes? Are you a Pike fan? I am a Pike fan, yeah. And I actually had a question real quick for you guys. How do you how do you like the like the Clone Wars look of the Pikes versus the live action look of the Pikes? Because like I feel like they're 
they're the way they look in the Clone Wars, like their their helmets are just a lot bigger, you know. Um, and I don't even remember seeing a Pike uh, maskless. I, I've never did they ever show that in Clone Wars? Yeah, no, I don't believe I don't I I, I don't recall so. Um, I don't think so though. And uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I I guess I didn't even really notice a huge difference. Um, I just figured either. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even really notice it one way or another. So, um, if there is a big difference, uh, you know, let's get on my back. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tommy? Anything? Yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed a little bit of difference. I do like the Clone Wars version better, but I love the Pikes just in general. Um, they're probably the one species that I remember from Clone Wars being like from you know Clone Wars and like the spices were a big thing and like just. I don't know how much I need to get into spice talk, I'll say, but because uh, we got so much of that in Clone Wars, but I do like appreciate seeing them back, and I it's just it's it's cool to get more Pike stuff uh, in general. But I agree with you that the masks are like I like them a little bit better in Clone Wars, I think. Okay, fair, fair. Um, but yeah, uh, Joe, did you have any like standouts from this whole sequence of on the train here? Um, I definitely like uh, what some. There was something happening where like one of them was having full uh like like training, like jumping from bike to bike or jumping from like obstacle to obstacle, you know. And I just love like them finally having that realization and getting like once the time is right or once the time comes to actually get it right, he he nails it, you know, just like jumping from speeder to train. It's just really cool stuff. Um and the whole uh, sequence is just great, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question to you. Uh, how big is their like crew here, the Tuscan Raiders? Because like I feel like like we'll we'll see shots of them like in the first episode and some in this one, and it looks like there's like twelve of them and there's like three tents. And then like also like twelve Tuscan Raiders died in this sequence, right? So it's like uh, they, I'm a little confused by like how many people are with them. They do keep coming out of nowhere, and I feel like at most there had to be like just like twenty or something, but. I, I know for sure that they were massively outnumbered against this train. So honestly, I don't know how they pulled it off, but glad they did. Because <laughs> like af after the sequence is over, like they, they're still rounding up like a bunch of pikes outside. I'm like, how, how are you guys doing this? <laughs> Tommy, I want to get your take on the uh, in the, the the train engineer here. Um the little robot. What do you think about this guy? Man, he had one mission, right? Like, he was, <laughs> was going to get it done no matter what. It was how I felt with him. Uh, yeah, you know, he, uh, I, I feel like he needs some more programming yeah. To, yeah. to prepare for situations like this. Well, he was kind of killing it with like the, I don't know, like a turbine type thing on top where he was like blasting in with the engine. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, but then he didn't adapt afterwards, Michael. It's all about the finish. Yeah, yeah. And then he like, he just, uh, like he, he did his thing. He's like going to blow up the, the train now. And then he like, he eats himself out the train. He's done. He's broken. Like, that's it. This is my life. This is my life's work. I'm done. <laughs> It's kind of sad. <laughs> so we do he, the he did, final. He, he, he left it all on the train. He he gave it his all, but ultimately came short. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, is that what we'll do? Like, you know, a thousand. I don't know. I don't want to put a number on how many episodes we do, but we'll just like jump off the train. Yeah. <laughs> jump out the. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's dark. Probably. Though. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I want to talk about um, something. I'm very fascinated by if you guys think it is, it, it makes sense. Like Boba Fett's decision here at the end to like let these pikes live, right? And let them like continue to use this track as long as they like pay him or whatever. Like, I don't know. I feel like part of me is like, uh, like, I feel like Boba Fett, like what we have learned from him in the Clone Wars is he's all about revenge. Like he loves revenge. And I feel like he got close to these Tusken Raiders. Uh, they killed these Tuscan Raiders. I think Boba, like I think I kind of feel like the real Boba Fett would have just lit all these guys on fire. <laughs> Michael, and that's exactly like I think my what I'm struggling with with the book of Boba Fett is like I don't know Boba Fett's moral code to the to the degree that they're like expecting us to. I think you know we've seen bits of it in Mandalorian, we saw bits in Clone Wars, but it's some of it feels very. Um, like counter like they're countering each other a lot of 
his choices. And so I'm like, I don't know what he truly believes to do in situations like this. Yeah. Joe, what's your read on all this? Uh, do you think that this was a, a like uh, this decision here by Boba? Like, uh, do you think he, first and foremost, do you think he needed to like let all these guys go? Like, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, if he's, better. if he's trying to do the whole honorable thing, um, I mean, I guess, but ultimately I think, uh, I had this thought. I don't know if this is like a crazy, like, you know, prediction or anything like that, but he's probably going to regret this decision in the future, in a future episode, because I think where it might be leading is um, something's something tragic is going to happen to this, this group of, or the tribe that he's with right now. And um, like the reason why, like one of his motivations in the present is he's kind of like a, it's almost like a revenge mission type of type of deal, you know? So We'll have to wait and see about that, but yeah, I think uh, the Pikes aren't going to live this down, dude. There's no way. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, and I never even thought of it. Like, I kind of figured we wouldn't even see them again, but that's a good point. I think we could, like, very well could happen. And it's kind of like, I don't know if you're, like, a Walking Dead person, but it's it's kind of the, like, a lot of the, like, the moral compass stuff that you see in that show. It's like, mm-hmm. um, they start out by, like, being really trustful and, like, helping to other people. And then they get, like, screwed over a bunch of times. And then they're like, we're done. We're just killing anyone who comes across us. Like, we don't trust any people anymore. Like, I feel like that might be the path that we're getting for Boba. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so, uh, let's talk about, let's go to like some of these, uh, Tuscan rituals here. Um, uh, both at trips balls in this episode, <laughs> like he, uh, the... <laughs> what do you think about this lizard, Joe? Um, uh, this is kind of wild. It, okay. The, the, the tripping scene, the, when he trips balls in the desert to find like an ancient, some ancient wood and weapon, like the idea of it is dope, but the way he trips out kind of bothers me. It's like a lizard just <laughs> a lizard crawls up his nose. I'm like, oh, that's kind of like like me. Like he should have been on like some spice or something. That would have been cool. Um, or just like some powders and like you know just making him breathe in some stuff. That would have been interesting. But the lizard going up his nose being kind of silly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I I, I really love this sequence for sure. Yeah, he's like a like a picture up there, like what is it, like pulling on it, like his brain, and like <laughs> making it like I don't know, like it's like just crawling around like a little creep up there, I guess. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Uh, Tommy you mentioned in the beginning, he goes and finds a stick. <laughs> it, it, it was a big branch, and like it didn't even seem like he knew he found it. So like I'm just like questioning everything about this dream. He should not have been allowed to leave the camp. Uh, under drugs, I felt I felt like that was a, a I felt like Tuscan Raiders really uh, dropped the ball on being a good buddy to Boba. Like, like, come on, like, you're gonna let him wander the desert under the influence? Not on my watch, Michael. I guess. What if, try- it, what if it's like a like a situation like okay, we're gonna send him out on this sacred ritual, and if he dies, he dies. You know, then it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> And it's probably what it was, Joe, but it's it's not a good friend. Listen, Tuscan Radio 101, uh, never let a buddy go into the desert under the influence. Well, I I, I also that's a good rule. Yeah. My my read was like they trusted the lizard, like they didn't necessarily trust him. Like I felt like the lizard was supposed to lead him in the right direction, and like this lizard always like tells them them to go to this tree and get this branch. So like they know it's cool. Was this like a parasitic relationship? Was the, is the lizard evil? Oh man, this could be the new- I mean, not evil. He helped him get the get the stick. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so we also um, yeah, he brings the stick back, and I, I funny line here uh, when they get the lizard back out of his nose. He's like, I thought that was part of the dream. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sounds about right. Um, but yeah, so the, they go straight into crafting his. Weapon, Joe. What is this called? Do you have a name for this? <laughs> I, I'm sure it has a name. Uh, I don't know. Does anybody know? I, I want to say, uh, I, I want to say it starts with like a G or something, um, like a gaffer stick or whatever. Okay, they yeah. they have them in a in Gardurfi stick. It's G A D E R F F I I. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Get, get, yep, I see it on Wiki, the old Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, I know the the stick was cool. I really liked um, the way his looks, just showing him crafted, like him holding it. You know, it's awesome. And Super Morrison always puts on like this like super intense face whenever he swings weapons around. It's it's pretty awesome. 
but but aside from the stick, I really like his robes too. You know? Yes. 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 Um, and that was, yeah, he gets his robes as well. That's like a really cool sequence where he's like standing in the middle of the, and reminiscent of like uh, the droids putting his armor on in episode one. Uh, we get the Tuscan Raiders like dressing him in his garb. So um, yeah, this, this was all really cool. Um, but yes. Tommy. Does it bother you that he doesn't have the Tuscan Raider face mask too? Or do you care that he's like he gets to be open faced? Well, here's my next question: Have we ever seen a Tuscan Raider without the mask on? No, I don't think we I have. I don't think so. Is that part like is it like a Pike thing? Like like they have to wear these helmets for a specific reason? Are they are they people? Like I, that's like I don't know. I really don't know. I'm gonna have to look up. This is this episode is like full of mis uh, mispronunciations, not knowing character races, and now uh, <laughs> yeah, I, what's a Tuscan Raider? I don't know. So don't, this is a glowing review of why you should tune into Star Wars. We'll get there together, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that kind of takes us to the end here. We've we've touched on everything. Uh, does anybody have any closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean as much as I'm on, like not on board the Tuscan Raider stuff, I did like this ending. I thought it was like I like the use of silence in the flashbacks. Like they really do. Um, let the visual speak for itself with this like dance or the, with the ritual of it all. Um, I liked his weapon. Like it was, it looked crisp as Gaffy sticks go, I guess, you know, I don't really know how to judge one from the other. Uh, they look nice. <laughs> there you go. Uh, look really cool. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. For, for the robes for me, I, I'll be honest with you. The first time I saw Boba in the Mandalorian with the black robes, I really wasn't, all that into it i kind of missed the like the white robes that he wore underneath you know i thought it was a better look but then you know when with this and you see that it's like a uh like it's like a traditional fit for a tuscan raider gives it a little more meaning so i think i thought that was pretty cool um but overall i'd say that uh i'm still pretty warm on the series i thought that um the second episode was definitely an improvement but i still want to see more like who who's like the main threat um i've been hearing like some rumors here and there that like we might get kira um someone threw a wild one out there someone thought we were gonna see like darth crate or something like that um yeah, yeah. So, well so last week what we did we did a cameo draft and basically each person okay. on the podcast picked two people we thought could show up um i had bosk and cad bane tommy had mando and sabim and jake had uh, Kira and Django. So, Joe, I want to give you the chance here. Um, if you had to pick two people, you can overlap with us if you want. Um, but okay. if you had to pick two people that like gun to your head, who's showing up in this series? What do you got? Gun to my head, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> ga ga gaffy stick to your head. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go Captain Rex. I think that that would be an interesting one. Like a Tamura Morrison with just a big white beard. It, it'd look hilarious for one, but just seeing Rex and like live action Clone Wars armor would be great. Um, and uh, I'll toss this other one out there. The one that I mentioned just a minute ago. I'll say uh, um, there's this other character from Legends. His name is Darth Crate, who was, um, he was like once a Jedi Knight, but then fell to the dark side. But he spent some time living amongst the Tuscan Raiders, so I was like, okay, that this would be this would be interesting to to introduce. Uh, that'd be crazy. But that one is like pretty far fetched. But Captain Rex, I think there's a small chance. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, I feel like it's not like we have Tamara Morrison here, like like kind of like Jake said last week. They can do whatever they want. They could like DH him and make him Django Fett. They can make him Captain Rex. You know, like there's so many different things you can do with this character. And I feel like uh, it would be a waste not to have him play another role in the same series. I think that would be really cool. So I'm on board Definitely. for it. Yeah. Um, but all right, guys, uh, that kind of closes us out here. And let's talk about some recommendations. Um, I will go first. I, I started watching a TV show today that is completely hooked me. I'm only on episode two. And maybe I should stop recommending things after two episodes because I did that with Arcane. I still haven't finished Arcane. But uh, yeah, Yellow Jackets is so good. It's on Showtime. Basically, um, I, I don't want to say too much, but uh, 
there's a there's a plane crash. These girls, uh, this soccer team gets stuck in the wilderness, and wild things ensue. That's all I'll say. Um, it very much lo- very much has like the lost vibes. There's like flashbacks and whatnot. Um, but I think it's it's like unique enough not to be like, oh, this is a, ro- a lost ripoff. And uh, you'll see why if you give it a chance. I, again, I I, I, want, I want you to be surprised by like some of the things you see. And uh, Yellow Jackets is absolutely crazy, and I'm really enjoying it. And also, um, me not having anybody's name today, apparently, but there's a woman in Yellow Jackets that's actually going to show up in the Book of Boba Fett. Um, she is the speeder bike lady from the trailer. So there's that. If you <laughs> there's there's the connection there. Uh, Tommy, do you have a recommendation? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this was recommended before, but uh, it's right up our alleys of things we would have recommended. Uh, the Witcher, I, I just started the first season, actually, because I have not, uh, I did not partake in it when it uh, premiered. But now with season two coming around, I decided to give it a chance. And very D&D-like, which is right up my alley. And uh, I've been really enjoying the show. It's a lot of lore. Uh, I will say that they just expect you to know. But uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, I think it's really fun. Henry Cavill's the lead, and he loves it. I guess he's, like, obsessed with The Witcher. Like, he'll correct people on set. Um with like Witcher lore because he knows that much about it, which is cool to see an actor care that much about his role. So uh, give it a check out. Yeah, that's another thing we've talked about is like, we really like when like the fans can play the roles that they love so much. So yeah, that's I love I love hearing that. Um, Joe, do you have a recommendation for us? I do, but quick question to Tommy, just quick yes or no: Is the Witcher series probably the best video game to TV show or movie? adaptation so far how, how quickly you disrespect sonic the hedgehog <laughs> sonic was a great one I, I've um, never seen it. i'm trying to remember all the different ones it's hard uh off just video games to tv or movie i would say it's definitely up there if not like the top one it's and definitely in the top three because yeah it's a pretty good adaptation but i will say from the little bit i know of the books it does veer off like most uh, from the books and the video games, it veers off and does its own thing, like most of those shows do. So, gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm hoping Uncharted takes that throne, but we'll see. Um, oh, Uncharted, we'll see. We'll see yeah. about that. Tom Holland, yeah, no, that, that looks interesting. Yeah. But, um, let's see. So, I'm gonna toss out three quick recommendations. Um, and I think from your audience, I'm gonna assume that most have seen this one, but once it comes back to HBO Max, you got to watch Dune. Because, okay, this episode of the Book of Boba Fett, there was a lot of things about this that reminded me about Dune, you know? So I thought of it right away. So Dune, you haven't seen it. It's awesome. Check that one out. Um, And then this movie I just saw yesterday. I think it's only in theaters. If you feel safe, you know, go out there and see it. Um, But it's Paul Thomas Anderson's Lush Pizza. Um, Very fun, like, coming-of-age movie. Uh, The music's great. And, um, you know, if you like Paul Thomas Anderson, it's, it's, I'd say it's one of, it's, it's up there for, in his filmography. So, um, check that one out. And then this is just on Netflix. I just watched this the other day, but Adam McKay's Don't Look Up, um, nice little political satire. Um, it's, it, it has its funny moments. Um, but sometimes it's just a little too real for me, but, uh, Don't Look Up is, um, Check that one out as well. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll double down on all those. I love Dune so much. Licorice Pizza is great. Paul Thomas Anderson is one of my favorite directors. Um, but also, uh, I specifically want to talk about, I was going to make my own recommendation, Don't Look Up, but you mentioned you might want us to talk about it. So I'll let you have that one. But because like, I I love this movie so much. And I, I did a top 10 movies of uh, last year. Uh, I posted on Twitter if you want to go look at that. But um I put Don't Don't Look Up as my number one movie, and I got some backlash for it, but I think it it accomplishes so much, right? I think it's super funny. I think it's it it tells us a lot about society and how things work. Um, yeah, and it, it, like it's just like it's fast, and there's outstanding performances. Leo once again just putting on like a masterclass in acting. Jennifer Lawrence is great. Jonah Hill cracks me up. I don't even like Meryl Streep, but she was like my favorite in this movie. Um, I could talk about it forever. I love Don't Look Up. Please watch it. Yeah, no, I'm not sure what, uh, like, sometimes I do dive in film Twitter, and for the most part, a lot of people don't like, look, don't look up, and I'm not exactly sure why, but, I mean, for me, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, um, 
I think it's just sometimes it's just like too much like real life. I'm just like, this kind of bums me out. It's not that funny. <laughs> like, it's like it's not funny to me, but I'm not laughing because like, okay, this is too real, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, Joe, I also want to give you a chance here as we wrap up. Uh, tell people where they can uh, find your podcast or you, uh, your Twitter, whatever, whatever you want to plug. This is your chance. Okay, I'm going to plug the podcast first. So on all socials, well, pretty much on Twitter and Instagram, we're on there as Kyber, like Kyber Crystal, K-Y-B-E-R, and then Culture. So Kyber Culture on Twitter and Instagram. Our podcast is available pretty much everywhere on every platform. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get them. And then um, for me personally, if you want to follow me, I'm on um, Twitter and Instagram at JDPOC. So it's just J D E P A K. So, so yeah. Well, cool, man, Joe. Thank you again. This is, uh, again, I love the podcast. So everyone should, I'm going to, I'll double down on that recommendation. Everyone check out Kyber culture. Uh, a lot of fun. Like I said, you guys, Appreciate like it. our interests just align. Uh, so like, really uh, yeah, love it. Um, and I, I think imagine, a lot of the, yeah. I imagine collabs in the future. So <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. This is a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, Tommy, what about you? Do you want to plug anything we got going on? Uh, I'm around. Uh, I don't really have much right now, you know, other than like always uh, check me out here. Uh, you can go back and listen to Ned's Declassified Survivor Guide podcast with my friend Jalen Jones. We haven't uh, recorded season two yet, but that should be starting anytime now. And uh, other than that, I can be found in, uh, if you know, post show recaps, uh, they have a Discord. They have a Patreon. Join the Patreon, join the Discord. I run around that Discord a lot. We also have a Discord. Come join me there and you can chat with me. Yes, exactly. So uh, I will close this out here, but not without a couple thank yous to Aaron Robertson, who did our music, and Ethan Kellum, who did our logo. i also like to remind you guys to rate, uh, rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Now you can do that. Uh, it, it's really important in the early days to get like a bunch of uh, five stars rolling in so that like when people search the book of Boba Fett will be like one of the more uh, higher results there. So if you could do that, that would be really awesome. And, and it's like, it's just a free way to support the podcast. And uh, we would love that. Also I'd like to remind you guys to subscribe because we're here every single week talking book of Boba Fett and whatever other star Wars or Marvel show that comes out. Um, and also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stark Wars pod. And uh, I also like to tell you guys, we have a discord like Tommy mentioned, you can come chat with us and some of the other guests as well. Um, if you want that, you can message us on social media. We'll get that to you. But I think that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Peace. <laughs>